From TLDR News, this is your daily briefing for Monday the 6th of March 2023. Good afternoon. In today's Spotlight story, we run through the investigation into ex-British Prime Minister Boris Johnson. But there's other things happening around the world, so we'll run through three of today's other important stories. And in our exclusive Nebula section, I sit down with Rory to discuss the dramatic lockdown files revelations. But first, might Boris Johnson be kicked out of Parliament? Last year, Prime Minister Boris Johnson was brought down, at least partly, by the Partygate scandal. In this, the Prime Minister was accused of having attended, or having knowledge of, lockdown parties. For his part, Johnson denied knowledge of these, telling the House of Commons on one occasion that all guidance was followed completely in number 10. However, following the publication of accounts and photographs from number 10, questions began to be raised about whether what Johnson had said could be true. As such, a House of Commons Privileges Committee investigation was started in order to try to get to the bottom of this. The committee, which is composed of MPs from both the Conservative and Labour Party, have been going through evidence for a few months now, and on Friday released one of their first reports, outlining what they are aiming to achieve when they interview a number of key figures in public hearings next month. In it, they argue that there were four occasions where they believe that Boris Johnson misled the House of Commons on Partygate. Number one, when Johnson said that no rules had been broken on the 8th of December 2021. Number two, when Johnson failed to tell the House of Commons about his knowledge of the parties that he himself had been in attendance of. Number three, when Johnson told the Commons that he had been repeatedly assured that all guidance had been followed, as there is some evidence that he was assured only that the rules were followed, not the guidance. And number four, when Johnson claimed that there needed to be an investigation by the second permanent secretary to establish whether guidance had been broken before he could answer questions in the House, as he may have already known that guidance had been broken. Once the committee has decided whether Johnson did mislead the House, it will then decide on whether a sanction is necessary. One of the most likely sanctions is a suspension from the House, although for this to take place, MPs would have to vote on it. If a suspension of more than 10 days is recommended and then sanctioned by MPs, then a recall petition would be triggered. If more than 10% of his constituents sign this, then a by-election would be called and Johnson could very well be unseated. The committee is still going through evidence and will likely interview Johnson in a few weeks. It's been confirmed that this will be televised. The final decision, though, is likely to be a few months away still. Okay, so that's our main story for today, but there's a lot more going on around the world. So here's a rundown of three other stories. Estonia's Prime Minister Kaja Kallas is set to remain the country's Prime Minister after her Liberal centre-right reform party won Sunday's parliamentary election. The victory for Kallas, who will need to put together a governing coalition with other parties, means Estonia will continue to have one of Europe's most staunchly pro-Ukraine governments. Kallas's reform party secured 31% of the vote, which translates into 37 seats, an improvement of three seats on their 2019 result. Meanwhile, the far-right Conservative People's Party, or EKRE, placed second with 16% and 17 seats. The Centre Party, traditionally popular with the Russian-speaking minority, but has supported the government line on Ukraine, fell nearly 8 points to 15.3% and 10 seats. 
The Liberal Estonia 200 party will enter Parliament for the first time after winning 14 seats. The Social Democrats and right-wing Fatherland Party won nine and eight seats respectively. They are both members of the current coalition. Key issues at the election were the response to Russia's invasion of Ukraine, the cost of living crisis and energy, among other things. We've got a full video on the election over on TLDR News EU. There's more on the way, but be sure to subscribe and ring the bell to make the daily briefing part of your daily routine. Or just search for us on your podcast app to listen along. A huge fire broke out on Sunday at one of the world's largest refugee camps, leaving 12,000 people without shelter. Camp 11 at Cox's Bazaar, Bangladesh, is home to more than a million Rohingya Muslim refugees who have fled persecution from neighbouring Myanmar. Officials say the blaze, which is now under control, burned some 2,000 shelters, as well as 35 mosques and 21 learning centres and health centres. Fortunately, no injuries or deaths have been reported. Local media reports that one man has been detained while police investigate whether or not the fire was an act of sabotage. In other news, Christian politicians in Iraq are trying to overturn a 2016 ban on the import and sale of alcohol, with them calling the legislation undemocratic. Despite their opposition, customs officials were told on Saturday to begin enforcing the law. The law was passed by Parliament in 2016, but only came into effect a few weeks ago. This is why customs officials have been given instructions to start enforcing it. For their part, Christian lawmakers have consistently opposed it, starting when it went through Parliament in 2016. The law itself carries a penalty of between 10 million and 25 million dinars, or $7,700 to $19,000 for violations. The law also appears to go against government guidance from a few weeks ago, which stated that alcohol imports would carry a 200% duty for the next four years. We end the main section of the daily briefing with positive news that after a decade of negotiations, countries have reached a historic agreement to protect the world's ocean areas. The legally binding UN Pact, known as the High Seas Treaty, has the goal of putting 30% of international waters into protected areas by 2030 in order to reverse marine biodiversity loss and secure sustainable development. It's the first international pact on ocean protection since 1982, when the UN Convention on the Law of the Sea was signed. It's been hailed as a long-awaited victory, though environmental groups say states must ratify it as soon as possible to ensure pledges are met. That's all we have time for on YouTube today, but if you want to see our discussion of the lockdown files... I'm going Piers Morgan on this one. It's not Piers Morgan. Keir Starmer? No. Nope. Dominic Cummings? No. Nope. Uh, Matt Hancock? Rishi Sunak? No. Nope. Boris Johnson. Yes, Boris Johnson. <laughs> Boris Johnson? Yeah. Then watch the extended ad-free edition of The Daily Briefing over on Nebula. That's the streaming service we're building with a bunch of our creative friends, many of whom you're likely to be already watching. That means that by signing up, you not only get an extended ad-free daily briefing every single day, you also get to watch exclusive and ad-free videos from the best educational creators on YouTube. That's things like Real Life Law's incredible Modern Conflicts, which breaks down contemporary disputes around the world, Neo's Underexposure, which beautifully dives into complex and shadowy topics you've always wanted to know more about, or Extremities from Wendover Productions, which uncovers some of the world's most remote places. 
All of these are only available on Nebula, just like our extended daily briefings and a whole bunch of other exclusive TLDR content which never comes to YouTube. If you want to sign up, use the link in the description so that they know you came through us. That helps us out a whole lot, as does watching on Nebula more generally. So thanks for signing up and we'll see you on Nebula.